The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. As he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from the one and only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning we hear a lot about, well, for me, this, others of you, a, a purse or something, but about our wallet, about our things that we have. God talks to us about this quite often in the Bible, actually. In Amos, he's telling the people, look, you're exacting taxes from the poor while you live in these awesome, amazing homes from hewn stone. You have these great houses, and you have these wonderful vineyards, and yet you still exact these taxes from the poor that have nothing. And so you're not going to get to live in them anymore. You're not going to enjoy the wine from the, from the vineyard anymore. From Hebrews, it talks to us about today. Today is the day. If you hear him today, do not ignore it. If someone talks to you about Jesus today, if someone tells you about the law today, do not ignore it. Because the, the Israelites that were in the desert, they were the ones that came out of Egypt. They're the ones that saw the amazing plagues, all the mighty hand of God. They're the ones that walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. And still, they did not make it to the promised lands. And still, they did not believe in God. And still, when they were in the desert, they desired not a wallet, but they desired the riches of that day, the wonderful food back in Egypt. They cry out for that food. That's what they desired. All that we had, all of these wonderful, you know, the leeks and the onions and all this stuff, and the pots of meat, and oh, it was wonderful back in Egypt. And then in the gospel, this rich young man comes up to Jesus, sure of himself. He's wealthy. He's blessed by God. He's kept the commandments. He just wants to make sure, make sure, good teacher, since you're so wise, is there something I'm missing? Is there something that I'm missing? What he was missing was his heart. He was looking at all the works. He was looking at the outward signs. He was looking at all these things. He was missing his heart. Where was his heart? The Israelites going through the desert were missing where their heart was. They thought they were fine because God was with them. God had saved them. And so Jesus uses the law to show this man what he's missing. He uses the law and says, okay, one thing is standing between you and eternal life. 
One thing is preventing you from entering heaven right now. Jesus looked at him and loved him and told him the truth. To put it plainly, he said, you care about your riches more than you care about me. You care about your money more than you care about following me. And so we have these wallets, and I, I, didn't, I didn't plan on this, but I actually, I have money in here. It's because my in-laws were here this week, and we went to the game on Tuesday night where David played. I had gotten the cash out, you know, to pay to get into the volleyball game at Rockford Lutheran, and I was going to get the food. For, my my father-in-law wouldn't let me pay for anything, so I still have money. The rich young man was unwilling to do that, to just do that and follow Jesus. He was unwilling to let go of his possessions. How often are we the same? How often do we do the same? That we think of them as our possessions, but in truth, they possess us. Instead of that money being my possession, that money possesses my heart. It possesses me because I don't want to let go of it. I trust in that. If I have that, I'm okay. If I have more of it, I'll be even better. If I was a rich man, right? An itty-bitty rich man, then everything would be great. I'd have no problem whatsoever. And so when that offering plate is put out there, when we walk by it, I'm like, well, you know what? I could, I could do without, I could do without this one. I mean, it's, I'll be okay if I do that. So you can have that one. I need that though. I, I'm, I gotta have the rest of it. It is so hard for us to let go of possessions, things of this world, things that our heart longs for, desires, because that's why we're given the first commandment. You should fear and love God. You shall have no other gods, meaning you should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Above all things. You should fear God more than anything in this world. You should love God more than anything in this world. You should trust in God more than anything in this world. But we trust our wealth to get us through the day. We trust our science to take care of us. We trust our homes to protect us. We trust our cars to get us where we need to go. Whatever it is that you trust more than God, that is why he looked at the rich young man and said, you lack one thing. You see, the rich young man had all these things in order. He was living a righteous life, and he was wanting to follow God, and he was wanting to get to heaven. He wanted to be faithful, but the first two things he had messed up. He had God second, and he had his possessions first. And so Jesus said, there's one thing standing between you and me. You got to get rid of it. Go sell your possessions and follow me. So does that mean that Jesus today is talking to you guys and saying, go sell all that you have and follow me? Only if that's the thing that your heart desires more than God. You see, Jesus looked and he knows the heart. He's not saying to every person everywhere, you've got to sell everything in order to get to heaven. No. He's saying, whatever it is that's preventing you from following me, that you have got to get rid of. We heard that in the gospel a couple weeks ago, and that was so confusing, right? About if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. All Jesus is saying is, don't let anything come between you and God. If you see it coming between you and God, you've got to get rid of it. 
because he wants nothing more than for you to be in heaven. So anything that's going to stop you from getting to heaven, you've got to get rid of it. In this day and age, it's amazing how we Americans think we're so poor. We look at other people in America and we're like, they're better off than we are. My neighbor has a nicer car. My neighbor has a better home, has a bigger pool, has a fancier computer or a bigger TV. They did a study, actually a, a poll. Only 38% of people think we're better off today than we were 50 years ago. Only 38% in America think we're actually better off today. You know how rich we are? How'd you guys get here? Horse and buggy? Walk on foot? No, you drove and you didn't worry about the rain because you had wipers. And if your car was on empty, you didn't worry about it. You just went to one of the nearest gas stations and you put $50 of gas in to hope that that would fill it. But you did it because you had the money in the account, so you filled up. And after this, maybe you'll go out to eat somewhere because... Oh, well, you know, the fridge is full of food, the freezer's full of food, the pantry's full of food, but I'm tired. Been working all week, been, been doing things all week, and so I'm just going to go out to eat today. And that's okay. I can give the restaurant whatever it is. Well, I don't know, when my family goes out to eat, it's a lot, but I have mouths to feed. Maybe it's less for you guys. We have so much stuff. And then we get home, and we're going to sit back in our easy chair, turn on our huge TV, and watch football game. And maybe at halftime, we'll go get some snacks out of that pantry and go get a drink out of that fridge. And we'll enjoy it and have no worries. And we think we aren't rich. And maybe while you're watching the football game, you got your tablet up to follow your fantasy football team, see how your team's doing, because you have Wi-Fi in your house. And maybe you'll go use the bathroom because you got running water. Maybe you'll turn on the light because you got electricity. Maybe your pantry's a little empty, so you'll get in your car and you'll go to the grocery store that's full of food. You walk down on each, up and down the aisles that are full of food, and you're trying to be smart with your money, but you get what you want. We're so wealthy in this world, in this culture, we don't even recognize it. We don't even recognize it. And so when God says, give to me the first fruits, we can't. We've spent our first fruits and our second fruits and our third fruits, and we've filled up our credit cards because we needed more and more and more in this world. We wanted more and more things. And so, well, God, I have this dollar I can give you, but I know bills are coming, and I'm not sure I'll be able to make ends meet, and I know this is going to happen, and I need for a rainy day, and I need... And so God looks at our heart, and he loves us, and he's not afraid to tell us the law. The law accuses us. The law shows us our sin. The law reveals to us what is blocking us from God. The law comes in and it strikes us down to our knees so that we repent of our sins so that God can bring in his gospel. Remember, Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Loved him. Jesus didn't say, give me all you have. He loved the rich young man. He wanted nothing to stand between him and salvation. And Jesus looked at you and loved you. And so he went to the cross to take away all of your sins, to give you a new life, to give you an eternal life. He looked at you full of sin, full of wrong desires, 
full of even anger or hate towards your brother or sister, towards other people in this world. He looked at you full of these desires for the things of this life, and he loved you and said, I am going to remove all that stands between you and God, and I'm going to give it to you freely. So when the rich young man says, what must I do to inherit? There's a key word there, isn't it? How do you inherit something? The person dies and decides to give it to you. God wants you to inherit eternal life and to give that to you. Jesus died and he desires to give it to you and he gives it to you again this morning. So as the law strikes you, whatever it is, as you look at your own heart, as God's word comes and diagnoses you, what is it that stands between you and God? What is it that you find more important than God? What is it that you fear more than God, love more than God, trust more than God? Get rid of it. Don't let it stand between you and God anymore. Because Christ went to the cross. Because he loved you. He let nothing stand between him and you. He left the throne in heaven, came down into this world, took on flesh. He had no place to lay his head. He had no home. He walked this world. And at the end, he had no clothes. He had no possessions. He had nothing. And yet, he had everything he desired. By giving up of his life, he had you. And that's what he wants for you to desire. Him. And that's how much God loves you. So may we take that love with us this week. And anything that gets between us and God, may we find a way to remove it. No, you don't have to sell all your possessions. Unless you love them more than you love God. Today is the day of your salvation. Today you hear his word. Don't miss it. And so I'm thankful that you're here. You didn't let rain stop you, threat of rain, thunder. You didn't let that stop you. You got in your cars and you drove here and you probably had a nice umbrella. I had one in my back of my car. I was glad it wasn't raining as I got out of my house, walked to my car because my umbrella was in the back seat. I got to be smarter. You, you came here. God came here and he's given you the gift of life. May you take that gift and hold on to it today and always, because that is how much Jesus loves you. In his name we give thanks and praise. Amen.